0: Welcome in to Husker 24-7 podcast. I am Mike Schaefer. That is Brian Christofferson. We are Husker 24-7 and we are here to talk to you today about making a crystal ball prediction and how sometimes it doesn't quite go how you expected because there are changes to the ecosystem of when you put in your crystal ball. I mean, if you put it in on a, uh, I don't know. A Friday before the weekend, and then by the end of the weekend, Nebraska is suddenly in conversations with a five-star quarterback. That might change the calculus of a crystal ball. I don't know about you, Brian, but uh I think that might have had something to do with how everyone got it wrong on Kyle McCord, despite the fact that on, no, oh, I would say Wednesday morning at about 10 a.m., everything was pointing in the direction of Kyle McCord in Nebraska. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I, th- I think that's well summed up um yeah y- yesterday morning about this time uh i think we were feeling pretty good about it still weren't we i
0: mean i was um, uh yeah i mean i would say i felt good about it up until about four o'clock yesterday afternoon yeah maybe three thirty somewhere around there yeah
1: it was well we've already talked about it on the previous pod about how i mean monday was like unlike anything we've ever seen around here with recruiting and just the blast that that caused yeah. throughout college football with the Dylan Ryla news. And, you know, I suppose there is that awkward part of it where you've got someone on campus who you'd been talking to the previous week and Kyle McCord and his family, and it seems to be lining up to be a really good marriage. And I put in a crystal ball along with you. So I'm, I'm in that company too, where it's, uh, it's wrong. Um, but you're right. Sometimes things shift and, um, that's really what happened here, I feel like. But I, I don't I don't know if we'll ever hear the the full story and all the ins and outs Or from the McCord family. That's not usually how these things go, like after. We don't um, get the tell-alls. Unless no, it know, goes
0: right, you don't get the tell-all.
1: Uh, everybody always wants those. So, I mean, and everybody will always wonder like, oh, I heard he had a great visit and this happened or I heard the visit was terrible. You know, it's going to be all over the map and that's just the way it's going to be with this deal um you know Can the I last say something to that yes. regard yes real quick? say something yes
0: yes so i'll i'll you know we'll we'll reveal a little bit how the sausage is made um talk on wednesday morning with someone very familiar of the the mccord and fleming visit and they said things went great for both of them things were progressing really really well mm-hmm. and uh it sure looked like this was going to um to end up with Nebraska with both Ohio State guys. That was about 10 a.m. again, Wednesday morning. Uh, at about 5.30, after the news had come out, I received another phone call from somewhere in the 24-7 Sports Network to someone connected to the McCords. And that phone call informed me that the visit was actually terrible and it didn't go very well. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's uh, quite a difference between 10 a.m. Kyle McCord no longer on campus, by the way, Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. when I'm receiving this phone call, and then, uh, you know, Wednesday afternoon where I'm told actually it was terrible. Entirely two different people in the 24-7 sports network have no idea if they spoke remotely about Kyle McCord at all that day. Uh, But, yeah, that's how this works sometimes. You're as good as the information that you have. You're as good as the information that you receive. And you're as good as your own ability to parse through, through that information uh, and the people that give it to you and make your own judgment calls. So, so that my- is uh that's a portion of my job. And I just wanted to uh, mm. to kind of reveal that so people understand what a day mm. like yesterday is like uh, when all that information is flying around that you can hear two wildly different things in the span of eight hours. That was about the same visit that wasn't even taking place on the day in question.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'd add to that. Uh, you and I don't, uh, take or accept just like information with the, like, it's automatic unless it's from somebody that we know is really well yeah. tied in. And, and even and, then
0: you're still vetting it to the best yeah, of your ability because exactly. that's what you
1: always do. Yeah. And, um, and, um, people who in our network were really, I would say tied in on this more. Um, you have to they, they were in on this from last week, you know, when the when the visits were happening and when when uh, exactly Kyle McCord was going to be on campus was nailed down. And so they're talking to people who, you know, are are, are very well connected with with the, the decision process. Um, so, um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a bummer to me yesterday. I'll yeah. be honest, uh, n- not because uh, the crystal balls wrong. Who? whatever Yeah, uh, i wrote on monday and i believe it there was a perfect scenario here that could have set up where he had this guy started 12 games at ohio state gone 11-1 yeah he's got tone all around him, but i just like i liked a lot of things about mccord i think yeah. his, a lot of his teammates at ohio state really liked him from what i've heard and Um, thought he was a gamer and you watch like the last drive at Notre Dame and you see some of the throws he makes and they're just throws we haven't seen as much around here and um, I was fired up about how that you know I always talk about bridge players um, that bridge into the future I loved how that looked with him and whoever it was going to be afterward whether it was going to be Danny Kalen or or now or or whatever I thought that can work. Like you can get a young guy in here. I would think a, a freshman maybe could think like ah, I'm not going to start the first year. It's sort of like a guy in in baseball where you don't want to uh, send him up to the majors right away. You kind of let him build and and you know there's other people in front of him. And I thought this could work just right for Nebraska for once. And um, that's why I was I was really disappointed because I I would not take back a word I wrote about feeling like McCord. From as a player and like what he is about as a player could have fit
0: well for Nebraska for one season. I I mean, I'm with you, uh, you know, verbatim. I like we did those rankings of the five guys Nebraska looked at. It was a very easy for me, for Kyle McCord in no short part, because I feel like they haven't really had a quarterback like that. And I thought that his ability to help those wide receivers develop in their game and, and you give them a guy who can put the ball in spots that allows them to just run after the catch. I mean, you have so much speed at wide receiver and you never get to use it because you can't hit a simple crossing route because it's just not part of your offense, you know, and Kyle McCord could have made that part of your offense. I love the idea, you know, when the Dylan Rayola thing broke on Monday, I love the idea of Nebraska trying to reset its foundation. Instead of continually being a team where you're trying to build from a four or five win standpoint, you're building after a year with Kyle McCord where maybe you get eight wins and you pass that baton off to a redshirt freshman in Dylan Rayola that has the ability to you know step in and can take this program to a place where it hasn't been for a while. Like it was very easy to create these scenarios in my mind. It was very easy to make the puzzle pieces fit and and make a nice landscape of it, right? Unfortunately. Mm-hmm college football and especially 2023, 2024 college football does not exist where the pieces are just going to fit nicely together. We're just not in that time. And I don't, I I mean, I don't have all of the, all of the information here, but right. I can simply point at it like this. There was a seismic change and how things were going Monday afternoon. And then Dylan Raylo enters the equation you know, you get through the visit, and it certainly just seems to me that Nebraska was not going to be able to set up a scenario where Kyle McCord would be your unquestioned starter for 2024, and you were also going to get Dylan Rayola. I just feel like there wasn't that avenue, and ultimately, it feels like the legacy and the five-star and the multiple years won out over a temporary uh immediate upgrade at the quarterback position. Like that's that's yeah. my read on it here on when or excuse me, Thursday morning at uh at 9 46. Um and it's gonna be really hard for me likely to move off of that read.
1: Yeah and it and it might work out amazingly you never know. Yeah and that's um, the thing. But, like it doesn't have yeah. to be
0: a bad thing. Yeah. But it in the moment it feels like Nebraska it's it's 2024 future has become a lot shakier than the the solid foundation. It felt like it was heading towards.
1: Well, I think you and I are both of the same mind. Like uh, some people get really excited. Like it's a video game about just, um, Oh, implement this guy who has an, an what, whatever a good rating on a video game is these days. He has a 93 rating. Cause he's a five-star recruit or whatever. And they get fired up about just plug him in and it's going to work. I always think of it more like it is going to take time for that guy to build up into being, you know, the, the player he can be at the college level. Not that, not that he's not going to be great and he might very well be, but that's, that's why I love the idea of, of you, you have a, you have a safety net under you, you know, like uh, with a quarterback who's been around the block and can also teach those guys some things. And, you know, we don't know this, this quarterback situation hasn't completely played out. We were, we were surprised with some stuff that happened this week. We might still be surprised with other things. I'm really pretty confident Dylan Ryle is gonna end up at Nebraska. I think you are too at this point. Um should probably be careful saying that and that uh, <laughs> and just uh I mean look people, anything but, can change.
0: Yeah. It's, it's all whimsical. Um, but, yeah. It's all whimsical.
1: I mean if you're if you were Kyle McCord and you're on campus Monday or you're in that family and whimsical. uh and so. you're uh you know, you're, you're on your visit and then suddenly there's just this massive commotion like that you can't get away from in this modern age on your phone and everywhere about um, someone coming to the program. Um, that I mean, that's going to be in your head. You're going to have to think about that a little bit. So I, I, I understand it from their vantage point, too, without even having heard their side of the story. I could understand where that would at least when you went home that night or Tuesday, you're thinking about, okay the scenario is a little different than when I got on the plane to come here um, now. And um, so that's what, that's what seemed to happen. that's why I think uh, I really feel like our crystal balls would have been right uh, yeah, on that yeah. one. Um, but they, they're they not. And um, also when it says a hundred percent, I want to point this out. This isn't people got Come on. When it says a hundred percent Nebraska on a thing, it's cause the three people who weighed in think, okay if i they think all it's still the thing, same team it's still thing nebraska that's not us saying it's a hundred percent going to be nebraska like or lock it up it's done you know like let's let's be real about it if we're gonna if we're gonna take shots so um just wanted to get my piece out on that but um i'm disappointed that the mccord thing didn't happen i really am because i i in my head i really worked it out the last five to six days and i was yeah. like i like i like this i like this scene and uh, so, I got to move on from it because Nebraska is moving on. And um, with that, I suppose Schaefer, the, there's a question about Daniel Kalen, too. Is it
0: going to visit Michigan State? Yeah, I mean, we're in a. I, I made the comment, and this, is, this also just speaks to people's complete inability to either know language or reading comprehension. But I made the comment on Wednesday that Nebraska has become the epicenter of quarterback movement for college football. And for people who don't know what epicenter means, It's the area right where the shocks radiate out from, uh, you know, like an earthquake or what have you. Like, it's just everything radiates out from from the epicenter. So what I meant by that was Nebraska either getting Kyle McCord changes the picture for some other college in America. Nebraska getting Dylan Rayola changes a picture for Georgia, who wants two quarterbacks. So if they go take another high school quarterback, it changes that landscape at a different school. The aftershocks are what come out of an epicenter. And people just didn't seem to understand what epicenter meant. And part of that is what it means for someone like Daniel Kalen, who is now going to visit Michigan State and very likely is going to flip his commitment from Nebraska to Michigan State. And that means Michigan state is taking him instead of a different quarterback, which then changes the picture for yet another college, another aftershock. That was the idea behind it. There's a lot of like, well, this didn't age. Well, after the Kyle McCord thing came out as if people still aren't able to understand, there's still going to be a change in the picture here. Like that's the whole idea. That's what the, you know, that's what it was. And that's, that's what it means when Dylan Rayola enters the picture, it changes the landscape for college football. That is the aftershock, and it has changed the landscape for Nebraska's quarterback room. And because of that, you're likely to see Daniel Kalen at a different school, and Nebraska will have. Uh, you know, there was there was the thought prior to anything with Dylan Rayola, Nebraska's quarterback picture was going to look like adding Kyle McCord and Daniel Kalen in 2024. Now, neither. Um, or very likely neither. I mean, it hasn't happened yet with Daniel, and maybe the visit doesn't go great at East Lansing, and he chooses to stay with Nebraska. I would put that at like four percent right now, if I had to guess. Uh, but that is that is kind of where Nebraska's at. I mean, and I don't. The the thing that's tough here is it paints it it paints Dylan Rayola in a way that I think is somewhat unfair because it's just the reality of this is a guy that is not only a legacy, but he is a five-star player. And the expectation is he is going to be your starter for a long time. And so if you're Daniel Kalen and you've constantly been in the shadow of Dylan Rayola, every step of this entire journey for his recruitment, I can fully understand why he does not want to be at Nebraska. I get it. It makes a lot of sense to me. If he feels like Nebraska is going to take Dylan Rayola, he doesn't have a path to playing time that is readily available. And more than that, it's the third time that Dylan Rayola has more or less been involved with Nebraska at the same time that Daniel Kalen is. And he knows how this has ended each of the other two times. Nebraska Mm -hmm. has chosen Dylan Rayola. He's going to move on to find a school that's going to choose him. I, I think it's, it makes a ton of sense to me. And I don't think there was ever really a strong possibility that he might just hang around for the idea that he could be the backup for Dylan Rayola. And from Nebraska's side of it, let's get to Ryle
1: a little bit. I mean, he's he's been a guy for two and a half, three years in the recruiting world that has been at the top, and his talent is easily recognizable, and I wrote about it the other day uh, in happier times in Husker football <laughs> uh, that went up in the afternoon about uh, tracing back to... Um, when it began sort of the, when it took flight that Friday night lights and you can remember it, um, it was a beautiful night and he comes out there and you're like, there he is. And you're, you've kind you've heard about him, but you kind of want to see the ball come out of his hands. And I, I do remember first throw I saw him take, was like a 50 yard and it was on a line and I, there's Twitter. It's, it's out there, the evidence of that throw and other ones are out there. And you're like, okay, that's pretty pretty good for a 15 year old. So from Nebraska's side and from Riley's side, there is like this um, this great ceiling there. Oh yeah, um, that is exciting. He's currently and the number two recruit in the country. Like we've never had that here.
0: Yeah, I mean, so there's, we're we're talking about a scenario that really we've never had to experience, or Nebraska coaches have never really been around in a long, long, long time, if ever. And so it's, it's super unique. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Just wanted to No, I,
1: I, I mean, he, he will be the highest. You can't be, high, I mean, unless someone was ever number one, Um, but when we didn't used to do this in 1978, so maybe Nebraska had a, a, a recruit back in like 80, 83 who would have been number one on a list if that was going on. But yeah, this is in its own territory. And um, if he commits, as we kind of, I mean, we're believing he will Um, at this moment, uh, that that's going to change the mood around here uh, because I do think right now there's that fear factor of like from Husker fans, they've been burned so many times. They just sort of expect something bad to happen, even when it looks good. And I get all that. Um, and that's why, you know, the emotions are running high on the web and everything with comments and all that. It's just, this is what it is. It's an emotional week around here because everybody knows this program's got to get it right at that position. And that's why, Um, you know, the reactions are what they are. And I, I understand that. Um, So if, if it happens this weekend though, or whenever Wednesday was signing day um, that it'll be uh, I mean, that'll be a monumental moment in Nebraska recruiting that we haven't quite seen uh, with, with, with how he's ranked and, and just what the story's been for the last two to three years as we followed it. So, yeah, uh, and it's not easy being, I would say this too, how hard would it be being Dylan Ryle or any recruit like that for the last two to three years of your life where every decision you make and all that, everybody is kind of pulling at you and the, the analyzing everything. And yeah, there's been some flipping and all this and that, but, um, it's still at the end of the day, a high school kid making a decision on his college future. Um, and there's going to be changes of mind and things you hear that won't make you want to, change direction maybe sometimes and I, I I never get as I used to get mad sometimes when kids flip flop but I've I've I'm well past that now I I guess I just kind of accept it as part of the deal
0: yeah well I mean it it definitely is is part of the deal and the the fascinating thing to me is that you got to have some really broad shoulders at uh at 18 years old as as Dylan Rayola because you're gonna be carrying the hopes and the dreams of this program uh on them. Should you commit to Nebraska and should you be, you know, immediately thrust into position where you're playing right away next year. Like that is not that is not normal. And so uh it'll be very, very unique. And we've experienced it before. I mean, Nebraska's had, you know, young starters and Adrian Martinez did it in 2018. And uh, you know, Taylor and Tommy were redshirt freshmen when they had their opportunities and and all of that. But it's not a, it's not an easy road. Um, and certainly, you know, Nebraska is not a loaded offense either. That's the part of the equation where you spent an entire week searching for a quarterback. You you had conversations with a veteran wide receiver. And now that week is gone and it doesn't look like Nebraska is going to end up with either of those players and they haven't added anyone yet uh, from the portal. And so it's worth sort of acknowledging all of that. All right, let's take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to dive into uh, a few other things. Nebraska picked up a commitment on on Wednesday as well as all of this was going on. So we will talk about Alexander Ruggeroli. Uh We will discuss Jackson Lee who decommitted. I mean, everything is happening right now in Nebraska football. So stick around. We'll be right back. We'll be hitting on it. So I mentioned Nebraska picked up a commitment, Brian. They got and and I I find it pointless to 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 really just. Uh, draw the distinction between the scholarship and the NIL scholarship, but -hmm. they essentially picked up a commitment from, from Alexander Ruggiero, a, a six foot seven, I believe offensive lineman from Bishop Gorman that will slot in uh, as a developmental left tackle. And this is a guy that, that Donovan Rayola really likes. Like, I, I think he's been more involved in this recruitment than several others on Nebraska's Mm -hmm. offensive line. This is someone that he's, very high on, and so to me, it doesn't matter that this is a uh, cost of tuition NIL situation. Um, but he's walking on, I guess, if you will. Like, I don't, I don't think it matters. I don't think he's going to be regarded that way on the depth chart. Um, I don't regard him that way as far as the commitments go. I view this as Nebraska using NIL to add to their own ability to the to put scholarship level players on their roster and. Uh, that's that's what's happened here and this is a guy he visited for the Purdue game at the end of October he was really in on Nebraska at that point but Arizona State Washington State had his attention too he wanted to take some other visits he told me in the the commitment story that he regretted not committing uh, that day in October he had such a great time but he just he wanted to make sure that he wasn't leaving other options out and so he didn't commit at that point and there was a brief moment in there where it looked like he wasn't going to be able to have a spot at Nebraska, but they were able to, to make some things happen. And and now he is uh, for like firmly involved uh, moving forward. And this is a guy that'll show up next summer and he'll red shirt more than likely. And he's a guy that, you know, we're probably not going to talk a lot about uh, until he gets the opportunity to sort of prove himself in future years. But I like, I mean, anytime you can add to your trenches, Brian, I'm always excited about that. I, you know, yeah. adding offensive linemen. And I don't think Nebraska is ever going to be a team that can comfortably play in the portal for offensive linemen. I think it's too hard. I know they was at Walter Rouse last year uh, that they, they had an opportunity to, to get, uh, but he ultimately changed his mind, went to Oklahoma. I just, uh, I think they're going to have to build it through high school players on their offensive line year in and year out. And I would, I would bet on a guy like this. I mean, if you can make it happen for your numbers, it makes a lot of sense to me to add somebody like this
1: walter rouse i almost forgot about that yeah i interviewed him and in i a, like
0: one who was like the number one player in the country like one of these last recruiting yeah. cycles uh he was at AM. he might be in the transfer portal now because who isn't in the transfer portal but i i always got that name wrong so i was pretty excited when i got it right there
1: yeah i interviewed a walter rouse when he committed to nebraska for a day um at like 11 30 at night i remember
0: um and and, uh, you I remember that being stunned they got him. Like, I just thought there was no yeah. chance in hell they were going to get him. And it turns out that I was ultimately right on that. But um, at the moment, it was as surprising as what Monday sort of felt like, too.
1: Yeah. Um, with the trenches, I mean, you'd have to say with, with this staff so far, when I look at what's been done as far as recruiting, and you've, you have to build them up, but uh, D-line and O-line – Rule does make a big emphasis on that. Whenever he speaks about you got to be that type of team in this league, obviously in football in general, but I think people understand in the big 10, you've just got to be built to like grind it out October, November when it's 18 mile an hour winds and all that. So this is just another piece that I like as part of that mission. And uh, you know, the obviously let's not forget not too long ago, there was the grant bricks commitment and all that. And, um, so there is some positive stuff that's happened there, um, and obviously we like the D line too, the young talent there. So there's there this the, it seemed like a very nice addition um, and a set it, the way you explained it is good because it's a savvy way of building your roster yeah. too in this era,
0: this NIL era. Yeah, and then uh, later on on Wednesday evening, Jackson Lee, uh, who was set to 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 come to Nebraska. I don't know if there's any other way to really phrase this. It just appears Nebraska had sort of moved on from him as he is now going to Tulsa. I don't think that was a flip from Nebraska for Tulsa thing. I think it was simply the the numbers. I mean, that is the thing about the way Nebraska has recruited, where they have just never stopped recruiting anyone. They just don't have the ability to put all of these guys on scholarship. And there is a big distinction between Jackson Lee and Alexander Ruggierole and, and I think people need to know this. And I don't think it's it's probably known enough. And that means that, you know, I haven't done a good enough job explaining it either. Nebraska can't take a kid that has taken an official visit and put him on a cost of tuition scholarship. It, it works in the same way that blue shirts do, where mm-hmm. a, a guy can, um, he can visit your campus, but if he never does it officially, then he could just enroll there as a blue shirt and you would be able to uh, put him on scholarship eventually, but because he was not a, um, but because he was not a recruited athlete in the sense that you used an official visit on him, you can't do that, or, or that you can do that. You can't do it when someone like Jackson Lee, who I think also for the Purdue game uh, was an official visitor, and so you, uh, it might have been, might have been Northwestern, one of those two weekends in October. Nebraska would not have been able to do a cost of tuition thing like they did with with Alexander Ruggiero. Ruggiero. And so um, that is kind of the distinction there. I bungled that. Let me try it again real quickly. If you take an official visit, you have to go on scholarship to to be at a, a football school at a D1 school like this. So if if you Think about it. There are guys that are in Nebraska's recruiting class that have not taken official visits. You can draw the line as to which of these guys are going to count towards the 85, and which ones right now are not. Mm-hmm. Now, where it gets tricky is after they move past their freshman year, it can all just sort of change. Like a guy could be moved onto scholarship, he could stay on the NIL thing. Uh, you could move guys off of scholarship to the NIL thing. Like there's just there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of manage it. But to lengthen out your class with a confusing amount of available scholarships, Nebraska is having some of these guys are joining the class, but they're doing it with NIL type uh, assistance. I don't know how well I explained it. I feel like I got worse as I continued to try to explain it.
1: No, do it one more time.
0: <laughs> are you serious? I'm not serious. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. No, I, I already mentioned enough time with it. No, I feel I like it. I made it worse. People, are, let me know in the comments if I made it worse. If you understand it less, it's easier to probably write it out than it is to say it, or if I had written it out and read that rather than just try to espouse it from my brain right now. But uh, I'm gonna shut up and BC's gonna talk for a couple minutes.
1: Uh, well, okay, I'll talk for a couple minutes. I to finish it off, if we're finishing it off, which I assume we are pretty soon, yeah, I kind of want to go back to the quarterbacks because I can't get them out sure. of my head. Um, And I think that's what everybody's talking about. Can I
0: mention one thing real quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Julian Fleming. Yeah. Not likely to be a part of this thing either. Nebraska still has a giant question mark with wide receiver. And I don't think that they have another great option that they just turn to uh, right at this moment. Um, So we will keep an eye on that, but that is a portal thing that they are going to have to, they have to go get a veteran receiver. I think there was a lot of excitement from the Julian Fleming camp about the idea of coming in and, being the number one receiver alongside Kyle McCord, uh, in this Nebraska offense and kind of playing in that mentor, mentor role for some of these younger guys. Uh, I would, I would be very shocked if Nebraska were to, to kind of keep that thing going. I would look at Penn state or, or some of his other options at this point.
1: And he did get here. He was here. Yep.
0: They were both yeah. here. I mean, they were both yeah. here on the same day on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, fascinating, fascinating week. It really is. Um, and with the QBs, what I was going to say is, of course, I wonder about um, if Dylan Ryla ends up signing, and uh, we, you know, if Danny goes to Michigan State, we'll see. But you've obviously got Chuba and Heinrich still on scholarship. Chuba's a grad transfer. Um, as far yeah, as I Casey understand.
0: Thompson in town, yeah, I know. Give that a little <laughs> side eye emoji. I have nothing else to add on it. I don't I don't have anything don't, at this moment, but
1: yeah, I don't I don't either. Um, with that. Um you know, who knows anymore? Like that that's the thing now. We're He's we're twenty six years old. I'm just gonna throw that out
0: there. He's twenty six. We're,
1: we're now in that age where like uh some guy who's like like 35 or something could show up and it's like, Oh yeah, actually there's a, there's a, there's a rule that where he could play two more seasons. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I, I'm a, I'm and to like,
0: shows back up at Oklahoma yeah. state next year for Gundy.
1: Yeah. Like my mind is open to like about anything being possible anymore and uh guy's coming and going. So, sometimes you'll see something like that. You'd be like, nah, that's not happening. And then I'm like, well, I'm not, just, I'm just not going to talk about it. Cause who knows anymore? But um, I was thinking about Chuba and Heinrich because you got to have depth at the room. And I always have thought, you know, to me, four is like the ideal number. I know back, back in the frost era, when they first got here, there was a lot of big talk about having five scholarship QBs. And it's like, good what luck. With, good luck. Good luck with that. Um, It was rarely pulled off by the time it got to the season. Um, but it's interesting how those guys were processing it all. And they, all we could do is have speculative banter about it. So it's probably dangerous territory. But um, I just was wondering, as this was all playing out, like, what's Chubba thinking? Like, people yeah. kind of liked his last couple of games. And also, if Chubba's around and, um you know, he played better at the end of the year, you know, he's been around the college game four years. I'm not going to be somebody, even if it's just an expectation that like the five stars are going to come in and start, I'm going to think to myself, like this should be very open competition, you know, because uh, it's just the way I look at it. I mean, I I don't know how it could be any other way uh, as, as talented as someone may be, if they're coming right out of the high school rank. So, that'll be really interesting to just watch how those guys process it and we'll see through their decisions and who's here in January. And if there's, I don't know, somehow some way you got to have a fourth QB in that room, I feel like, but I don't know. I don't know where it comes from right now. And, or if there's a surprise in store there, but that, that, that's the stuff I've been thinking about.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's still other targets out there for Nebraska. We're going to, I Ryan, I have to bet. I would, I would bet more than likely there will be another podcast uh, coming tomorrow. I just think news is going to keep coming out over the next few days here as we get closer to signing day. Uh, There's some guys that, you know, Amari Sanders is going to make a decision on signing day. I think the Raskers could end up there uh, adding a defensive back. I think they're going to have to continue to sort of look at their commitment list and see where they are numbers wise. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, rule out some, um, Potential changes, too, with, with what we know in terms of the commitments as well. And so, you know, we'll have all the coverage of this at, at Husker 24-7. We'll still have crystal balls. We're not going to stop no. making crystal ball predictions. Uh, what's, what is endlessly funny to me is um, I was like 16 for 16 going into the Kyle McCord one there. So And it, it's not even technically wrong because he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Uh, we just know he's not going to Nebraska. And so if we were savvy and we just flipped it over to Syracuse, we would continue, you know, to be right, ultimately, and that's what matters, right? Just you getting could, it correct.
1: Well, you could shift the hundred
0: percent thing; it wouldn't yeah, say hundred. I, I I never understood that either because, like, for us, and I I think other services might they allow you to put in a percentage of your confidence versus just like. well, we have the confidence bar. We have the, have a, yeah, Ours we was the one mixed. through ten, but like, I don't fully understand that because. You know, it's not like 60% of the player can go to Nebraska and 40% can go to Syracuse. It's 100% of the player is going to go somewhere. So what are we talking about the percentage for? Unless it's just like people are like, oh, they all got it wrong. Which then, if That's everyone gets it wrong, that should tell you something changed. But use your deduction skills, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we we, we we took our share of
0: of uh, darts for that yesterday. It doesn't so matter though. But, I mean, I oh. I don't care that much about the crystal ball. I really don't. I care more so about what Nebraska's quarterback picture looks like for twenty twenty four. And in my mind, right. it got worse on Wednesday afternoon. Well,
1: it could be. We'll see. I mean, I I think I just like to explain the process sometimes. That's really mm-hmm. all I. I no, I, I think it's good. I'm, I'm interested about what, so people understand how how it works and all that, and they can like it or not like it that's fine um but yeah i was gonna i wanted to get you in like a few good men moment where i was like did you did you order the crystal ball and you just like shout you're you're damn
0: right i did
1: you know you what have an accord, it, the cord crystal ball
0: did you order the red line is that what it is <laughs> I, I can't I remember like, what the exact was it red line i code red code red yeah yeah i can't i couldn't remember the exact dialogue there that's one of those movies i've only ever seen start to finish once and but it's also one where you've caught like specific scenes of it on tbs on a sunday afternoon while growing up when it just happens to be playing or tnt or wherever uh i've like seen the courtroom scene probably 20 times but i've only ever actually watched that movie all the way through once i bet
1: i've seen it 30 times that movie it does seem
0: like a movie that you would have just like really locked into yeah Uh, i don't know how
1: much of them are you a big movie guy uh, not as much as some, but yeah. uh, there's there's certain ones. I, I, I consider them the movies that they, they pop up and you're like, I'm not going to change the channel. Like the Fugitive is like that for me. Shawshank. Yeah. Shawshank used to be I've kind of moved on from it. There, oh, I wow. do have a Good Goodfellas is probably like that for me. Um, Can I give a really hot like,
0: take, like a blazing hot take? We are. We already have had a couple, I think. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we haven't. I prefer the green mile to Shawshank Redemption. If we're going to talk about Stephen okay. King related prison movies that came from like novellas that he wrote. I, I like the green mile more than I like Shawshank Redemption. And I feel like this would make some people really mad. Well, um,
1: I don't know. That's it. I can see that take. Um, I like Shawshank. I wouldn't say a bad word about it. I do think it's one of those that it, there's certain movies that got put on what TNT or TBS. They had that link for so long. And because of that, it added to their fame um, because it was just always on so that Shawshank got the benefit of that. But it's a solid movie. But I like Green Mile, too. It was a little long. I thought I thought they could have it brought, is long. They could have brought it down maybe 20 minutes or so. But anyway, that's uh, that's my Green
0: Mile thoughts. Um, the finish off the pod. Yeah. That's, that's Schaefer and BC talking movies for no reason whatsoever here on December 14th. You are welcome. And, uh, you know, we'll be back talking more Husker recruiting, Husker football. We've got a basketball podcast. Check out the Husker 24 7 hoops Cast uh, as we get you prepared for the Kansas State game that'll be happening on Sunday. And as always, stop by Husker247.com where we will have all the coverage of everything and a really lively message board right now. I want to shout out our users. We've had some really good discussions in there. We've had some great off topic discussions about a billion and a half quarterback discussions. There's some good stuff going in there. So I, I don't always uh, I don't always express this and certainly not always in a positive manner when I, I certainly should. Uh, But our, our message board users are doing a great job on the board. So if you just want to be a part of the conversation, you don't have to read Brian and I stuff. You don't have like, no one requires you to read anything. You could ignore all of it and just jump into the middle of the conversation uh, that's going on at Husker 24 seven. So you don't even need an invite. Just invite yourself in, jump right in and just start talking. Someone will respond. I promise that. All right. Uh, for BC, Mike Shaver here, and, uh, we are departing. We're the Husker 24 seven crew, and we'll catch you next time with another Husker 24 seven podcast.